enough already. When you've had enough of not feeling enough, come here to connect to your knowing that you are more than enough. Hello and welcome you beautiful soul to another episode of Enough Already. And it is the first episode of 2024. We're in a new year. New year, new year, right? <laughs> ah, or perhaps it's just January 2024. How are you? How, how are you? Maybe this is an opportunity for you to actually ask yourself that, place your left hand on your heart. Maybe even close your eyes if you have access to that. And just genuinely ask yourself, how am I feeling in this moment? So how am I feeling? I am feeling centered in myself. I'm feeling spacious in this moment and I'm feeling genuinely excited to leap into a solo episode today. When I looked back at the data from my podcast listeners last year, the top listened episode was actually a solo episode. So I think I'm going to come in with a few little quick snippets of the soul in 2024. And today we're going to be talking about embracing the process to experience tangible change. Being the beginning of the year, there's so much talk around reflecting on the past year and setting intentions for the year ahead. Maybe you have some goals, maybe there's some deep change that you wish to occur and it's motivated by this change in the calendar year. But what is change and how do we experience tangible change? Can you think back in your life to maybe even where you are now? Actually, let's just have a look at where you are now. And there were past versions of you that must have wanted what you now have, what you're now experiencing, because you're here. The change has occurred. There is change happening unconsciously and There is change that needs to come to the consciousness and into our awareness for it to actually come to fruition. When I look back, I've been doing a little bit of looking back in my photos from the year just gone and also the decade just gone. And what I'm noticing is the importance for myself to be actually genuinely present in the moment, present in life itself. And it's such a deep value of mine to be present in my life. And I think so much of outcome-based change requires us to be in lack and requires us to be really focused on what's not working in our lives. So we end up missing so much of the beauty and so much of the potency that exists in the now and in the present moment. And we forget to really value, acknowledge and celebrate within ourselves all that has already changed, all that has already come to fruition, all that we have already experienced. And the more celebratory and the more reflective and the more appreciative we can be of ourselves and the things that we've already endured, transformed through, transpired through, then the more we are equipped to see ourselves capable of the changes that we still wish to address and experience. So today we're going to talk about really embracing the process of change so that we can have sustainable, celebrated, and tangible change that feels really good in the now. 
so that we're not living in lack, we're not living in what's not working, we're not seeing ourselves as this massive distance between ourselves and the thing that we think will change our lives, that we think will make our lives better. We're actually bringing that change into the process, into the experience, into the now and beginning to identify with that change as the person that we currently are, which actually brings the change to you with more speed, with more veracity, and with more enjoyment. So often we hear that phase, phrase, not phase, so often we hear that phrase, life is about the journey, not the destination. And we're going to touch on that here today on how much in our culture, we become so kind of goal-driven and there's a lot of wind and rain in the background right now. So sorry if you're hearing that. It's very windy and rainy here today. And actually, there isn't a lot of success that happens in outcome-based change. We usually end up having to divert our goals and shift and change them often because we try to live these goals out whilst also experiencing everyday life. Whereas process change is actually about integrating our everyday life and having our everyday life foster, harness, and reflect the change that we wish to have. So there's about five steps that I look at. Like, what is the process? What actually is that for sustainable change? And I like to say sustainable change requires us to be intimate with the process. So what is this process? So step one or number one is to become aware of the change that you actually want. Become aware of the change you desire. So awareness, bring it to the forefront, see it, feel it, know it, be intimate with what this change will bring you when you're on the other side of it. So deep awareness. And what's really key and important when we're playing in the realm of awareness is to not actually see our lives as lacking or to become aware of what's not working. And that's why we wish to change, but actually looking at what's currently working in my life and how that could support the change that we're most desiring. So it's not like positive bombing your life. It's actually just really ensuring that when we're bringing in awareness, it's through the lens of compassion. It's through the lens of love. It's through the lens of what's working here as well as what's not working here. It just keeps us more energized and more connected and less in that depleted energy and feeling really far away from the things that we wish to change. So that's number one, awareness. Become aware of the change you wish. Become aware of the change you desire. Then number two is getting real about what is currently available to you. So get real with yourself about what is currently available to you in the phase that you find yourself in your life. There are so many different phases and so many different rites of passage that we move through, so many eyes of the storm that we experience And so rather than looking out and comparing yourself to others and seeing how they're making change and wishing you could have the same change, whether it be they're making more money in their business or they're having the family you desire or they're traveling worldwide, world schooling, and you really desire that, or 
they've left a relationship and you're on the cusp of doing that yourself. Whatever the change is that somebody else is having, get real about what is actually currently available to you. So even with myself, when I look at the way some people are growing their businesses, what I realize is that most of the people I admire actually don't have kids. And let alone do they not just have kids, but they're not homeschooling their children. They're not living on land, tending to the land, like all of these things that I prioritize in my everyday life. When I actually look at what's available to me, the energy, the time, the resources I have to put into exponentially growing my business in that direction that I see others doing right now in the phase that I'm in, I'm just not equipped and it's not my priorities to gift that much energy and attention to that corner of my world. So I just get really real with myself and to see that my timeline might look really different to their six six months of incremental growth. That may be six years of incremental growth with what is currently available to me. So get real with yourself about what is currently available to you. And then step three is embracing incremental shifts, incremental bite-sized chunks that build tone and slowly affect change. Being really diligent and discerning and acknowledging of the incremental shifts that are happening in your world. Maybe you're somebody who likes to take notes of incremental shifts, changes that you're seeing so that you can bring it to the forefront and the awareness and you can clock it and you can measure it. Or maybe you're just someone who can just embrace that as a belief system and say, it requires time, like a really good fermentation process. Or maybe you're someone who makes your own bread and you can see that there's tending to, or it's someone who makes your own veggie patch or someone who's healing from a broken bone. What we know is that the incremental shifts over time, or you even watch a scar in, on your skin. And we allow in so many different areas of our life, especially physically, we allow ourselves the time and space for those incremental shifts, for the opportunity to have bite-sized chunks in our life. But when it comes to, when it comes to substantial changes that we want in our lives, we seem to have this urgency and this immediacy that it must happen now. And if it's not happening, happening now, I'm failing in some way. So we kind of want to scrap that from the table and instead bring in this acceptance and this awareness around incremental shifts, bite-sized chunks that actually build tone and offer us the slow effect of change. That's step three. Step four is commitment. Commitment. It does require, if there is a change in your life that you wish to have, it does require a personal commitment and to be personally responsible for that which you are committing to. What are you committing to? And what is your non-negotiables in honoring that commitment on a daily basis. They can be the smallest of non-negotiables, like I'm going for a 15-minute walk around the block by myself solo. And what is that going to change? Perhaps that will change your resourcefulness and your response as a parent um, or your, your sense of spaciousness in your home. So a commitment, it requires a commitment and consistency to that which you want 
and that which you know is non-negotiable in your daily life, which is contributing to that change, that tangible change. And then number five, and our final step is meaning. This will support your commitment and your consistency. The step above is really understanding the meaning behind the change. This needs to be your meaning, not society's meaning, not your partner's meaning, not your parents' meaning, not your work's meaning. It is your personal meaning for this change. And this meaning then motivates you. It motivates you to to commit, actually, and to be in alignment with your priorities, what your current priorities are. And again, this requires reevaluation time and time again, because our priorities change depending on how we're being affected by life, what phase we're in, et cetera. So why do you like, why do you want this change? What motivates you? What are your priorities? And this is again, a really beautiful place to play when it comes to your own personal values. When was the last time you got really intimate? with what you value most and what are your values. And it can certainly change, can certainly feel vulnerable, uncertain, confusing, and uncomfortable. And during those times of vulnerability, uncertainty, confusion, and discomfort, anchoring into your meaning and purpose for the change becomes really vital. This is what some call the why right? Rather than the how, really anchoring into the why. Why this change? Why now? And the more resonant you are with your why, the more compelling the change becomes. And it will live the test of time. And it will also live alongside life. Because life still happens even as we are committed to the change. Everyday life, we're required to gift of ourselves, contribute the responsibilities of life, the bills that need to get paid, losing of lives, those that we love, you know, through loss, through guilt, through grief, all of these things that happen alongside our why, alongside our purpose for the change. So it becomes more compelling and there's a deeper anchor when we know our meaning for the change. So that's those five steps of processing. This is the process, the tangible process that happens when we're engaging with change. So awareness, step one, getting so becoming aware of the change. Step two is getting real about what is currently available to you. Step three is embracing incremental shifts, allowing small bite-sized chunks that will build and tone and slowly affect the change. Step four is a commitment or consistency to the change, (laughs) to your non-negotiables, your daily non-negotiables. And step five is that meaning, is that anchoring into the why and the purpose for the change. So that is the process. That is process-focused change rather than outcome-based change. And I wonder if you resonate with any of this, if any of this feels relevant and true to you and useful to you in the face of some of the big changes you have had. Is this like, yeah, actually that is part of my process. And now that I can bring it more into the forefront of my consciousness, then I can actually um, begin to embrace the process more dynamically and see its purpose rather than really seeing myself distant 
from that which I wish to change in my life. Being really spacious, what this does, this process is allowing ourselves to be really spacious and slow, really spacious and slow and appreciating, just like I said, with the analogy of cooking and fermentation and baking bread and creating a veggie patch from seed to harvest, that there is time in between the awareness, the action of the change, beginning the change to actually being on the other side of it. And I want to make a little note around how important it is to actually keep the essence of the unknown in our process for tangible change. And what do I mean by that? Well, outcome-based change can feel really deflating and disappointing as we always feel so distant from the result because we're focused on the outcome. We're not actually focused on the small incremental changes and the daily investments and commitments we're making for us to identify with the change in the here and now. We're just identifying with the outcome. And so having a willingness to swim in and allow in some of the unknown, which is where the excitement is, the surprises are, Maybe if we're so committed to the plan, we might actually miss being present to the change that is already happening. So what are you like in the face of the unknown? And I think that's something to really uh, sit with. What does it feel like when I say, well, I just don't know? Where do you feel that in your body, the not knowing? And how safe does that feel for you? Process-based change actually brings the change into the now. We begin to feel it and identify with it in the now, which actually brings the change closer to us and the experience of the change and the actual change closer to us. So how do you behave within the unknown? I have a beautiful example of this in my everyday life something that I've only just uncovered through a conversation with a dear friend recently about some frustrations between my partner and I and the way that we kind of come head to head in the face of the unknown. When we just get to a point where we throw our hands up in the air, maybe it's in parenting or something that we're facing within our finances, and there just doesn't seem to be something clicking in that feels really known, that feels like the pathway forward. It feels really overwhelming. So when we get to that point, we really butt heads. It's like we make each other pay for this frustration of the not knowing. And what I've learned through conversation and what I'm playing with with my partner at the moment is that he actually, to gain some footing and to gain some safety, he actually reduces the experience Whereas I expand the experience. I want to dive in and learn more and get intimate with it and get really buddy, buddy with it and lean into the possibilities. Whereas for my partner, his safety lies in really reducing it and trying to play it down and reduce the emotion that's around it and rationalize and create structure and patterns and systems to manage his nervous system and to stay safe within the change. So this can prove to be really disconcerting for us both. As you can imagine, I'm out here expanding in the face of change and he's here reducing himself in the face of change, reducing the, um, the, possibilities, whereas I'm expanding the possibilities. So 
I'm still not sure how we navigate this together in our natural states of wanting to lean into safety in the face of change. But I wanted to share that here in case that's something like a bit of an aha moment for you and in your partnership or in your intimate relationships when it comes to being in the unknown, that many of us face the unknown in really different ways so that we can find our footing and our safety within it to be able to then explore the possibilities of change. I wonder how you're going over there, how you're feeling from the beginning when I asked you to tap into where you were feeling and how you were feeling. So just a little moment to clock in with yourself and all this information while you listen to my voice, because this is part of the process as well, is becoming articulate in your feeling and how you're responding to life. And actually, rather than making up a story about your response and how you're feeling, it's actually just becoming articulate and naming how you're feeling along the way. And this can be a really important part of just feeling uh, secure and settled and aware in the change process. So that brings me to the end, really. <laughs> There's nothing left here for me um, to speak to. It feels like embracing the process to experience tangible change really requ- requires some consciousness around those five steps, the awareness, the getting real about what's currently available to you, the incremental shifts, the commitment and consistency to your daily non-negotiables, and creating meaning around the change to anchor you in the why that really keeps you motivated for that change. So hopefully that's given you some impetus to reflect and to connect to the things that you wish to really see change in your life and beginning to know how to process that change in a tangible way and how to bring and identify with that change in the present moment. I'm talking to this too because I feel like I am in such a great phase of change in my life. There's so much that I sense didn't work for me and my family wisdom in 2023, and I tried so hard to stay aligned with what I value most. And within that, I think I compromised a lot of my energy. And so this year is about connecting into the process in a way that has each of our needs met in the home and has each of us feel like it is energizing. And that can be difficult in a homeschooling, unschooling, life learning home because it isn't linear and there isn't a destination that I pack my children off to Monday to Friday, which opens up spaciousness for other things. It really is a coexisting and co-created daily life. And so I'm really committed to continuing to connect to ways forward that have each of us feel nourished in that. So I wonder what you're committed to on a daily basis in your home, in your body, in your families, in your work life. I would love to hear if you wanted to take some time to connect with me. I'm always available either in Instagram or in my email, kellybrown at gmail.com. Actually, it's Callie Brown Coach 
at (laughs) gmail.com. All right, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for joining me on a solo app, a solo riff. It's something I want to play with and practice more of just giving voice to that which feels alive in me in a certain theme and topic. So if there's anything you would love to hear me flesh out or riff on, please just send it my way and I will jump into a solo app. Sending you so much love and here's to more love and lightness and ease and joy and compassion in your everyday life. So much love. Haven't had enough already? Connect with me on Instagram at Cali Coach. 